Matt, get in here with Charlie right now. Is everything right okay? now? You tell Leona that if she wants me out of this chair, she better bring more than just a couple of guys. That's exactly what I'll fucking tell her. I'm not fucking around, Charlie. Keep a fucking seal. Matt. I'm sorry. It's not your fault. I fucked everything up. It's gonna be all right. What the fuck is going on? You're a fucking newsman, Don. I ever tell you otherwise, you punch me in the face. Okay, but you're back in 30. Back in 30. podcast where three reporters in their 30s talk about anime news first off he wants to be masa it's andy i fucking love excel saga guys have i ever told you how much i love excel saga can we review excel saga again and apparently he's affable he's josh eh? Eh? <laughs> that's the most affable notes i think anyone's ever made and i am james Rule jones holy shit i thought you were lester holt I don't know who that is. <laughs> I don't know either. Anywho. Uh, well, hey, guys. How you doing? <laughs> eh? Yep, <laughs> we're here. <laughs> so we just wrapped up a 40-minute bonus episode where we ranted about the end of Game of Thrones. So if you want to hear that, go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash tuningjapanese. And we didn't even talk about Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Oh, my God. We talked about a whole season of it. We didn't talk about Ed Sheeran. Did you guys notice that in that season, too, there was no ghost? Yeah, I think they just ran out of money. <laughs> Probably true. <laughs> we only have a budget for one wolf. All right, put in Nymeria. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no fair. Oh, we didn't talk about, like, what's going to happen with Nymeria. I bet Nymeria comes back. It's going to be like that. Again, it's good. And it's going to be like The Hobbit, where you have all these the armies. The gold company forces. comes up over the hill, and they're <laughs> and just And, Nymeria, just, and, they're just, and <laughs> then this big wolf pack comes tearing through them. <laughs> that would be so weird. Right. But if you want to hear more of that talk, check out our Patreon and give us money at patreon.com slash tuningjapanese. <laughs> <laughs> see, see. Unfortunately, now I'm imagining that scene in the actual music. The background is actually Wolfpack is back. NWO Wolfpack. Yes. Okay. stands up and does like the little two sweet symbols. Their pause. I'm sorry. If you want to hear more about that, check out the the Raw Attitude podcast, who occasionally talk about WCW and and their reviews of the Attitude Area Attitude Area Attitude Era WWE. I'll be on that soon um, for our crossover anniversary episode. <laughs> yes, the one that was like back in June. Back, yeah, when we were doing all sorts of crossover oh, shit. I was supposed to get a hold of words of geekdom. <sighs> yeah, good job. <laughs> At least mine's still happening. <laughs> <laughs> Check out the Raw Attitude podcast. Henry listens to our show even though he doesn't know very little about anime. Uh, oh, so, thank you, Henry. That's so, awesome. I said, I said I'm a big peckerhead. So. Well, we've always known that, and uh, you know to- who I want to. You know who I want to have from the network that listens to us. Um, I want well, like have, have like have to own way. like a pet. No, no, not to have, like, have but, sexually. Like, like to know, like to know who- <laughs> for dinner. No, I to, to just to uh, listen to our podcast from the network. Raccoon reigns. 
Raccoon, Raccoon Rays doesn't get a very good Wi-Fi signal from his trash can. I, oh, we, he's discussed it. this before. Oh. That's why he's very rarely on the show. He, yep. can't, he, he has to like go to like I tried behind calling... a, a, a you know like a Starbucks that has a really good free Wi-Fi signal. I, you know, I and gave steal him, cell phone. Yes, I gave him some good real set. You know what? I tried calling him the other day, but the uh, string was broken. Oh, that was a Bobby Heenan joke or something right there, or a Jerry King Lawler one right there. We're just rambling into this. We are really are. We're kind of. Totally that's okay. ADD that's right okay. Now. Last episode when we talked about over the garden wall, we were succinct. We were on point. It was really good. Yeah, we were. We it were was like boring game. episode. Four, no, it was like forty minutes of gold is what it was. It was, it was us a, at our best. It was insightful. If we ever try to win a podcasting award, that's the episode I'm going to send out to pl- to places because I feel like we're at our normal level, and then people will be like, "Wow, they're great," and then they'll listen to our regular shit and be like, "What the hell am I listening to?" These guys won an award for this. Yeah. I, I think the fact that it's tuning Japanese and it's a not an anime episode might tip them off that that's not normal. <laughs> <laughs> Probably true. But even more... segue, like that, and- Josh, we're segueing, even less like our normal brand, thank you, Yeah, is, I, I was looking for the segue. Yes, yeah, so that's that's what we're, we're riding that segue. We are like a group in Chicago taking a segue tour, and we are heading into the world of... News drama. How did they get all those people on one segue? That's a good question. It's a really big segue. It's like the hill, like never hillbillies. Yes, lots of signs. Yes, <laughs> the, we are going to be talking about the most non-anime thing I think we could we'll ever talk about on this show at length. We are going to be talking about the HBO series Newsroom, the docu, not docu drama. No, not at all. No, no, the drama slash comedy. I guess it's like. Dramedy. Dramedy series. Yeah. I, I would say it's a drama. It's, yeah. There it's are more funny drama. moments, but... Yes, from right. 2002, 2011? Wait, not 2012. 2012. Oh, okay. Ouch. I just got burned because Josh knew something. You knew everything about his anime, so... Uh, that's true. Yeah, uh, you put up that fucking counter, you asshole. <laughs> Two weeks ago, check it out. So, this is the conclusion of... There will of... be an Andy-owned counter. That is probably true. Damn it! Because I edit the show, right. so... <laughs> Uh, we are talking about our final summer viewing program before we move on to season three of this show, which will be our review of Gurren Lagann. Bill, we have literally put this off as long as we possibly could. I've tried, man. I will try to do us one bet, like one better. Maybe we'll sneak in another this is my Pokemon re- Generations review before we have to do this. I promise you, I'll try to buy you another week. But I, but we'll, we're just gonna have to review Gurren Lagann. 14 months of putting up with you guys. Now you're going to pay. Yeah, probably. Yeah, well, we'll get there. I I should watch more of the show to get prepared for this. But uh, we'll, anyway, we'll talk about that later. Sorry, no. sorry, man. I really went into a dark place there. I'm really you sorry. You always do. No, uh, I don't. I edit that part out, usually. You black out. You come back. You're smiling and cheerful. Yeah, you just don't ever. Just because it. one time, one time I came in covered in squirrel blood. You had you say, oh, I got to edit it out every time now. Yeah. I go hair it whenever I say anything. <laughs> hey, uh, so this week we're talking about Newsroom, and I am really excited about this. This was one of those shows where when I watched it, I wanted to talk to about it with people, but <laughs> no I one knew no one watched it. Yeah, and, and Ray didn't even. Like, Ray, when I was sitting down to rewatch some of these episodes, I had to literally beg him to come watch it with me because he caught little bits of it before when I was watching it on my own. Mm-hmm. 
And he was just kind of like, oh, this show's not great. But now he's watching from the beginning. He actually is enjoying it. I'm excited to talk with you guys about mm-hmm. this because I have not really ever gotten to talk about Newsroom with anyone. So this will be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, so I guess Do I'll we start... some kind of a spoiler alert at the sh- front that we we're going to probably talk about oh yeah i mean rough yeah. issues and politics and the yes. world at large and... yeah let's let's just let's just instead of having to edit that out let's just talk about it right now so that yeah. way if they've already invested then maybe they'll just stop they'll just stay anyway and listen yeah if you're politically sensitive in any way shape or form yes yeah we're probably going to say something to, to upset offend you, you. Right. yes right. whether you are republican democrat in the middle whether you're donald trump uh, whatever you are. Oh God, I could just see that happening it, now. We, yes, we, Donald we, Trump is our podcast. We make one Donald Trump uh, quote, and then he's gonna flame us on on Twitter. Oh my God! Oh my yeah, God! We we're tweet, gonna be on the if media. We got tweeted or blocked by Donald Trump for our fucking stupid anime podcast. <laughs> God, we'd finally make it to the big time. Like, so we would. We tuning so Japanese is. I think so. <laughs> tuning Japanese is full of the biggest, most disreputable scumbags that this country ever has. Yes, we're famous. Patreon supporter H. Clinton. <laughs> oh, they back for B Sanders fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, That's no, that would be great. B Sanders. Oh my god. Anyway, so we will be talking politics this episode uh, because the bread and butter of newsroom is political news. So mm-hmm. if you have a problem with listening to anything political, you may want to turn away now. On the flip side, the show did have newsworthy events from 2010. So, like, this is stuff that's been dissected and analyzed to begin. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this, still, it may. It's gonna. I it's, I know for a fact it's, it's gonna bring up current events. If you are strongly in either direction, be forewarned. There is political talk coming. Yes. And on both sides. To be perfectly yeah. honest, I mean, yes, we all all three of us have political views, but please remember this too. This is a entertainment co- podcast. We're three fucking nerds that love talking about we're shit. Dummies that don't know much about politics. And so we, <laughs> yeah, Fair we, we are not. We we're not like Glenn Beck who act like it's supposed to be the, the facts and actually you know was bullshitting everyone. No, we're bullshitting everyone. We're having fun. See that right there. <laughs> That's what I was talking about. Uh, yeah, we're not poly, uh, political science major majors. No. So you know, I guess we should start with like a basic kind of background, right. On it. So are we not doing news? Uh, I got I, nothing. I, I don't have it. Do you have any nerd news this week? I guess we can start with some nerd news. It's just kind of ironic we started out with a news opening, talking about a news show, and we're not going to do our news. Uh, mine will be will be actually kind of quick, and I'm going back to my standby of Nintendo, which I haven't talked about in a while. Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle came out, which is the next big game for the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, I saw that. And it's a game that no one wanted. I'll be honest. When 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 yeah. the, when it got leaked originally. Before we saw any actual footage, because it got sent out there ahead of time that this game was going to be it on got, its way. The, the hater aid yeah. was strong. Oh, yeah. it was super strong. They're like, fucking hate rabbits. Why is Mario being being done by a company, Ubisoft, that's not Nintendo? There was a lot of hate. My thought process there when you said, like this rabbits. is a game that nobody wanted. Mm-hmm. I didn't take it as a hater aid kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I just took it as more of a, huh, who, who, who asked for that? Yeah. Is that, is that a... And I think there's that too. And I, I think, I, think, I, think I, I was became, much more confused. Yes, I think that's a better question than "Oh my god, I hate this" because I liked the rabbits. I remember I the Raymond ra- raving rabbits in the side oh, yeah. game. Apparently, but the game itself, I've played maybe about an hour and a half, two hours of it so far because I just got it on Tuesday and I've had a, kind of a long week, so I've had a whole lot of time to play. Right. It's a lot of fun. The humor is great. Okay. The storyline to set it up, you know, is is a lot of fun, and the combat is 
really, really in-depth. It is really? a tactical RPG huh. that basically feels like XCOM. This, the the okay. combat system is basically XCOM with uh, Mario and the Rabbids put over the top of it. So, and it's really good. And for someone who, I mean, I don't have a lot of experience with XCOM, but I like uh, Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah, Bill, you like Vandal Hearts? Oh, okay. It's I got, it's got I've that I've never kind played of, XCOM. I have no idea. Well, it's got that grid-based, okay. turn-based turn RPG. Uh, um, okay. Well, you're a big fan of the turn-based strategy yes. combat games. Yes. Um, I know this because, like, uh, what, what what was it that you were playing on your sh- stream a couple months back? Oh, you mean Disgaea? Yeah, yeah. You were you were all about Disgaea. You named one of your characters after my daughter. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Little Miss. Little Miss. Yes, and so yeah, I love. It's one of my favorite genres of games. So <laughs> I knew yeah. that I had to get this on launch day, mm-hmm. and I am really enjoying it. And I cannot cool. wait to sit down and just play it some more. It is awesome. A ton of fun. And they have promised, and this is surprising because I didn't think they were going to do this either, they have promised that they're already working on DLC content. Oh. So that's nifty. cool for a RPG to get, like, DLC content to okay. just extend the play time of it. So so that's my news this okay. week. Aside from the fact that I will apparently be a coach for the first time in my teaching career. What? Really? Yeah. yeah. You. Yeah. String bean. Yeah, I'm going I'm to be coaching uh, eSports. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. So I had a student come up to me. What games? Uh, well, we'll get there. Um, but I had a student come up to me. What games? We'll we'll get there. But I had a student who came up to me. What games? <laughs> uh, well, like CS:GO and uh, Counter Strike, oh. something. Okay. Uh, and then there's Hearthstone. Okay. And Overwatch. <laughs> God. Yes, Overwatch might be a game that I may be playing. Do you need help? Uh, Let me help you. Uh, Let me help your students. Let me teach you my ways. Ah! Thank you. Uh, so yeah, I might be coaching esports and bringing the world, bringing my school into the twenty first century. Are you doing League of Legends? It's on the list. But here's the positive thing: you need Smite. help writing strings of vulgarity. <laughs> Okay. There was rules against that. However, um, here's what the about positive. Heroes of the Storm, you could probably do that. Uh, that's not on the list for the particular company Dota? we'd be going through. Nope, not Dota either. But um, here's something good. The students I've been talking to, none of them have been like, I cannot wait to play League of Legends. They're talking about Overwatch. They're talking about uh, CSGO. So I may be able to Go. get through a whole year without having to play League of Legends. Yeah. Which CSGO, I'm not surprised CSGO. I've heard CSGO's big in esports and yes. yeah, Overwatch big time so yeah. so it'll be it'll be a fun experience and that you'll hear more about that as the the, the, year, the, school, the year. school year goes on. Right, cool. Uh Bill Nerd News. I did something anime related. What? Wait, well, you, wait, you were forced to? Well, first off, I'll go back to my standby, Netflix. Okay. okay. Hey, we talked about season 3 of Voltron. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. we did. Um, we did talk about I that have before. finished it. You did. Pretty good, pretty yes. good stuff, God, I'm right? so behind. It's very good stuff. You yeah. You want to get caught up. When, yes. I, when I finish Breaking Bad, we literally have two episodes of Breaking Bad left. When we finish Breaking Bad, that'll be the next thing we go back to, the, I think. The guy with the accent? Uh-huh. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, now, my thing was just, the fuck happened to the cat? I'm so lost. <gasps> no, it's it's totally cool. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Um, yeah, that was, yeah. <laughs> but then, yes, I did something anime-related. Anime-related also. What is that? On purpose. On purpose? Yeah. Are you okay. feeling well? Well, it was there, and we were bored, and we needed something to watch. What'd you watch? The live-action Death Note. Oh, seriously, you God. gave it a shot? Yes. 
And what do you think? That's the one that's got uh, it's get, from what that's I can got tell, it's Green Goblin a, in it, right? Yes. Yeah. Willem Dafoe as as Ryuk. I've heard there's been a lot of hate on that one so far. Yeah, well, they're fucking anime fans. Yeah. So what do you think as a essentially <laughs> essentially a non-anime <laughs> fan? Somebody who came into this cult. Yeah, I have Because no... have you never have you ever watched any of Death Note the no, anime? No. Okay. I so, knew nothing about it. So as someone who knows nothing about it, well had no nothing about it. I did watch some of the videos. I watched a little bit of analysis on it and reviews. Before or after? After. Oh, okay. So so before think any of that, like what are you what were your thoughts after watching the it's a film, right? Not a series? It, it's a film, it's yeah. Okay. Live action film. Willem Dafoe is amazing. I wouldn't be surprised by yeah. that. I like Willem Dafoe. The first kill was great. I laughed. I almost had to pause it I was laughing so hard. Mm-hmm. Because I'm a sick fuck. <laughs> From what I understand in the anime, all the deaths are simply quiet heart attacks. Just they're going to be dead. They're dead. It, yeah, because the way the way it works, okay. And that's something they bitched about, like the excessive gore of this version. Right. But wouldn't you want to have more? Of that? I want the in in, in, in a horror. I was talking about, like actiony horror yeah. movie. I was talking about that mm-hmm. with uh, Will Will from Pone Stars this this morning actually, mm-hmm. and he goes, <clears throat> "Yeah, so like he said, you'd want something more like Final Destination." I'm like, "That's exactly the parallel they drew. They bitched about." Mm-hmm. But, like, no, I think it was totally... It, if you're going for more of the uh, horror aspect and the westernization of it, then, yeah, you're going to go with the gore. A lot of people probably are complaining because it's not the crime thriller that it, that the anime is. It's more of a game of cat and mouse between light and L. All yeah, right. I mean, they do some of that, but it's... And to kind of give an explanation, the way that the Death Note works in the, in the anime and manga is if you don't specify how they die, they die of a heart attack within 40 seconds. Oh, but you can specify. You, yes, you can. Cause in the first, cause the first death in the anime and in the manga is this guy, um, very similar, um, talking about, you know, trying, almost raping this chick. And he writes out that he gets killed in a, in a biking accident. The chick runs out. The guy goes into, on a motorcycle, starts chasing her and gets smashed by a passing a garbage truck. Ultimately, my thoughts in the movie was it was all right. Okay. I enjoyed it. I don't regret spending the time to watch it. Hmm. There were definitely some plot elements that I was like, but... Why? No, not even why. It's like, that doesn't make sense. Mm, okay. okay. And I don't want to say a lot without spoiling right, it. Right, right, right. Because there are people who probably want to watch it. That might make an interesting episode for us to watch and, and dissect. That could be Because there's things that need it to be dissected. Be. Yeah, let's so yeah. have a poor girl log on. Let's do that. <clears throat> <laughs> just kidding, just kidding, Josh. Just kidding. Quick, give me the dagger. How many? Literally, put the knife away. How many? Uh, how many seasons is Death Note? Is that one season? Two. Two is seasons. Two? two. Okay, so that wouldn't be one we could For, actually uh, do. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was a lot more than that. Fifty-two episodes. I assumed it was like a freaking first half. First half deals with deals thing. with Light uh, trying to outsmart L. Then the second half, after he's victorious, is him trying to outsmart L's successors. In the well, in the American version, I'll I can I can say with confidence, Light is an idiot, and I guess that was maybe something that pissed people off. Light's in in the in the original is like a a super almost a super genius, and he's oh, he's, and he's elaborate. Yeah. He's elaborate in, in in everything that he does. Like he comes up with this whole not elaborate scheme, but he he, he plans everything out. It, a lot of it is like a human chess game. No, he's kind of a dipshit. In, in, in the American Wouldn't that be, okay. that apparently would be the too chick, hard to do in a movie, I would think. Like, to, yeah, like, just to really, to really to, do, yeah. And in, apparently in the movie. chick was really in love with him and super sweet in the anime. Yeah. And she's a total psycho bitch in this one. She was also obsessed with him. Like, no, she's a psycho bitch. Yeah, she's kind of a psycho in, in, the, uh, in the anime as well. But, yeah, um, 
I mean, we know that I'm not a huge fan of Death Note. I mean, I've watched the first half of the series. He has like two days before they die, I think. And he can control them up to like the six minutes before they die. And those controls are like, it's, it's, he actually can control them. Like the one guy who's like, when they really try it, the guy's got his, his wife and daughter hostage. And he like literally walks in that the guy will let his wife go walk out into the middle of the street, salute, and then be struck by traffic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And well, that, 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 yeah, that is something actually in the death note. You can, he could write down the exacting details that lead up to the death. That gets pushed to some ludicrous extremes. There's wow. one particular thing. Man, I don't want to talk about it, but I don't let's just let's save that. Let's, let's, save, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's table. There, there's one. I want to watch that with Ray because Ray watched Death Note and liked Death Note, and I don't really know much about it, so I feel like it would be interesting to for him and I to have that conversation mm-hmm. too. Just just I after will we watch I will it. I will lift my I don't want to finish watching Death Note embargo to watch this movie if we if we decide to do it for an episode. Yeah, I, I'll do it. What the hell? It'd be okay. fun to talk about. Yeah. It could be one of our movie reviews down, uh, you know, halfway through. through right, the, even if we don't do it Halfway through season three or something right, like that. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah, even if we don't do like a traditional a review, we could, like, just mm-hmm. kind of dissect the, dif- the differences right. or whatever. Or maybe okay. something we could do in October when I'm going to be busy. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Like, that could be a good one where, since Ray is a big fan of it, I, we could, could bring, I could Ray, bring in. Ray in and the three yeah. of us could talk about it even. Yeah, like, that, 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 that would, would be, be a really good yeah. one. He would probably enjoy doing that. Okay. So, yeah, Death Note, check it out. It's on Netflix, right? Yes. yes. Original? Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, should we get in the newsroom? Yes. Yeah. We probably should. Because I really don't have anything outside of play. Pers- I started playing Persona Five and fell asleep while playing it last night. Yeah, you have to tell me later uh, <laughs> once you actually get into the story. Yeah, like, once kinda, I actually get into yeah, the actual. Yeah, we can, we can talk about that on more of the cause... mechanics because I am a huge fan. Of the first Persona that came out on the PlayStation One. I was yeah, I remember you of. talking about that in freshman year of high school, and I was mm-hmm. just like, "Why do you keep talking to me about this fucking game that I've never played?" I anymore? thought you were going to say, "Why are you talking to me? Who are you?" Like, go away. Kind of that too. It was a little bit <laughs> like that. It was our yeah freshman year, and we had the one class together, so. But yeah, I can bring it up more. Yeah, I want to hear this some more. This may actually later. take my attention away from uh, Overwatch for a little while. Yeah, and I'll start playing Overwatch apparently, Sweet and then Jesus. I can talk about Overwatch. Well, I could have been talking to you Genji. about all the yeah. Genji's You're gonna butt. stare at his butt. I am, will stare at his butt. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> there are a lot of butts in that we game. We normally start. Well, hopefully, a lot of butts in a lot of games because people have butts. Um, <laughs> how do you expect them to poop? <laughs> Let's start our review, our final summer viewing program, our review of Newsroom Season 1, right. which can be found on... Now you can't find this really on many of the streaming stuff. If you have HBO Go, mm-hmm. that is the way to get it. Uh, you obviously can purchase the season on Amazon if you don't want to get HBO Prime. Go. Yeah. But if you're like me and you had HBO Go for Game of Thrones... Same here. You can uh, use that and keep it for just a little bit longer to watch uh, Newsroom. I think I'm going to keep it and watch uh, Westworld afterwards. Yeah, I'm probably going to keep it to watch Westworld as yeah, well. Yeah, I mean, Bill's big on that. Yes, And then, and then eventually I'm going to get rid of it. I've been watching a lot of Last Week Tonight as well, because that's pretty funny. It's a good show. Mm-hmm. So, we should probably start with some sort of background. We didn't start with the background last time, because mm-hmm. that's not how Bill rolls. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. And I stole your background... <laughs> Pretty extensively when we did the Dragon Ball Z abridged. Are you going to let me load the facts? You know what, Josh? Because I feel so guilty about what happened with your one of your favorite things. I will allow you the opportunity to tell the fans some things about Newsroom. 
Yay! Front load some facts. All right. So first off, this show was created by the well-known writer and producer Aaron Sorkin. Yes, Aaron Sorkin, who is known for lots the, of uh, the West Wing. Yes, is probably of his course, most notable cl- accomplishment. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't watch that. Sports Night. I don't like sports. The one comedy that was too uh, good to be funny. Which one was that? Uh, it was on Comedy Central. What was it called? Sports Night. I don't like sports. <laughs> anyway, that's all I know. <laughs> but yes, it was created by Aaron Sorkin. He was also the executive producer. As we said, it, it did air on HBO. It yes, ran it for three seasons. It's one of those things where, you know, oftentimes HBO gets a bad rap, I think, for only using programming to really, like, push the envelope of, like, sexuality, pushing the envelope. Yeah, there was no like, tits, I don't think. Yeah, like, no. blood and violence. No, there was... I can't think it, of... It's not true blood, that's for sure. Yeah, it's not Game of Thrones with, like, the nudity. It's not with... It's not, like, Queer as Folk, you mm. know, which... Well, it's I think that was Queer as Folk, HBO, or Showtime. Why I think are you might asking been, me? I think Queer, queer as Folk might have been folk. Showtime. Yeah, but Sex and the City was HBO. H- yes, that was. Absolutely. Or um, even uh, Sopranos. Or Oz. Right. So um, I'm poor and straight. I've never seen any of these. <laughs> Fair enough. I think HBO being a premium service, yes, they're allowed to do that. Yes. Because who's going to throw throw them off the air? It's HBO. And I think a lot of times they <laughs> the sh- runners of these shows will purposely push the envelope because mm-hmm. they know they can. Right. And Newsroom didn't really do that. No. No, Newsroom went for a more uh, thoughtful approach, I thought. Absolutely, um, it did. I would it, say it pushed some envelopes, just not ran... those. If that was on network TV, that would be thrown off. I guarantee it. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, yes, it would be. Yeah, that would that would not yeah. stand a chance on network Just because it wasn't vi- gore and, and tits. Because there were vi- there were envelopes pushed. Absolutely. Right. And if you think about it, it's a it's a political it's a it's a satire of you know the realities of of the of like politics and the news. That's mm-hmm. not going to run on NBC, ABC, CBS. Yeah. This major news network. Uh, aside from being the show creator, Aaron Sorkin also acted as the executive producer, yeah. along with uh, Scott Rudin, Alan Pohl, Paul Lieberstein, and Dennis Biggs. I don't know any of those guys, honestly, though. Three... But yeah, that's pretty much uh, uh, what we got here. So yeah, yeah three I mean, seasons. Yeah, three seasons. Uh, 25 episodes altogether. Yep, we had two 10-episode se- uh, seasons, and then the last season they kind of closed everything off in about five episodes. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, it was a, a really good series, and I'm really glad that you guys were willing to give it a shot. And it sounds like, as we'll talk about, you guys really did enjoy it. So, right. Do we want to just do kind of a quick, what was the newsroom's... Yeah, uh, we can give like a uh, kind of a... Approach a, and premise and, and, and... Yeah, we can give a brief overview. Yeah, this is a show that is, you know, it's a drama. It's your typical sort of, sort of drama with a little bit of a twist. You've got a... Instead of focusing on just the relationship between people, which you do get in this, obviously, like you get any other drama. Right. You've got the obvious sort of tensions between two ex-lovers that have to work together on this on the show you know you have you know these kind of uh off and on again relationships like you saw with maggie uh and don uh, uh, maggie and don jim, and jim the yeah the love, love triangle, triangle kind of uh, kind of kind of typical tropes yes absolutely but on top of that what makes newsroom different and i think brilliant at its core is the focus on the world in which we live from a political sense. Mm-hmm. It was really looking at a time period in American history. And, and in very most recent history. Yeah, v- yes, absolutely. Which you think about historical dramas, they always go way back in time. Right. Or they look at... A couple decades, decades ago. Decades ago, at least. Not within the same decade, because first season sets 
right in 2010. Right, it's within the same, like, it's only within a year. So, right. like, the things that they're talking about are still fresh in everyone's mind. Right. Right. And not only are they fresh in the mind, but, like, things are progressively getting worse. A lot of the impact of the show, I think, comes from the fact that the main character, Will McAvoy, is holding up a mirror to the current news and saying, you are fucking doing it wrong. Yes. Have morals. Have integrity. Have some fucking balls. Quit worrying. Balls. Yeah, have balls. Quit worrying about... Your, your ratings. Your, your ratings and your political affiliations. Mm -hmm. And the money. And the money. And do your job. And do it well. And the country will be better for it. Absolutely. Because right. I think I think the first episode, the pilot episode, and, and um, I gotta say, I love the pilot episode. Oh, it's great. Um, Really knocked it out of the park as to what the whole idea of the what the series was going was going for it's not just a political critique? political uh, yeah critique on, on politics but also a very heavy critique on the state of of the 24-hour news cycle and on top of that it's a very compelling redemption story yes yes it is will is a broken man he is he he's that guy he's he's the guy you see on every uh prime time slot everybody likes him he pushes no envelopes he smiles he makes the easy stories mm -hmm. makes a lot of money doing it as a celebrity mm -hmm. he basically realizes he's done wrong right and he is putting all that aside going out on a limb and trying to do everything in his considerable power mm -hmm. to fix the world and being fought for it yeah but it's more than that, too, because it's not just Will. It's the, when we're introduced to Matt. From the start of the first episode, we start with what is probably the most memeable thing whenever there's a pol uh, political thing going on yes. or a big news thing going on is the scene where he's at the college and he goes on this tirade of tearing down America as it is now. Yes, yes. It'll appear at the end of this episode in its entirety. Uh, because it is, without a doubt, in the in my opinion, in the top like ten best mm. moments in television. It it was the real will coming out, coming out finally. Yes, but it was more than that because he kind of it was kind of perceived as him having a breakdown, and he was about to go back to having his uh, his world the way it was when he found out that. In the three months that he was gone, Don, his his producer, is moving on to the late night with the uh, with the stand-in anchor who's now becoming the late-night anchor, and everything's been thrown up. He's and being groomed to take his place. Right, being yeah. groomed, yeah. So he's already finds out that shit's been fucked up, and then he finds out that not only ha a new executive producer has been put in, it's his ex-girlfriend. Yeah, so his, his little rant that he gives at this college at the beginning of the season sets the, the story for what's to come. Mm -hmm. He's obviously very unhappy with the status quo. He was mm -hmm. pushed to that limit. You know, he's a character who on the outside appears like he has everything, but on the inside he feels unfulfilled. Right. That right. he's sold out. That mm -hmm. he hasn't, he's not doing the right thing. And it takes the step of A, that breakdown in the, the subsequent things like you just mentioned that mm -hmm. now start to kind of show that he's going to maybe lose favor, lose his job. Mm -hmm. because he's, everything he's, lose, he's set to lose everything. So, and on top of that, You've got this character of Mac, his ex-girlfriend, who shows back up and really pushes him to, hey, if you want to stay relevant, we have to do things right. right. We've got to do the news and we've got to... you got to do the news. Let's do the news like 
like how Walter Cronkite used to do. Yeah, let's let's, let's inform let's, the American people and let's ask the real questions, not the not create a soundbite. Yes, let's not let's let's not see something that hopefully doesn't get made fun of by John Stewart in the more uh, on the right next day. exactly. You right. know, uh, let's let's be. Let's be newsmen and and she let's, be, let's do something we're proud of, right? And yeah. that's what I loved about Matt because she comes in, she's at once this really brilliant woman with a very strong goal in mind, but she is also just this kind of a bumbling doofus. I love her; she's, she's great. She's out. I, I, I do too. I I think I connect with Matt a lot. I can see that. You know, yeah. she's got she's got this drive and ambition, and she has this this vision. But she does math with her fingers. She does math with her fingers. <laughs> yes. And she stumbles a lot. If she, if it wasn't for having a support system like she does, like yeah. with Jim and and Will and Charlie. Is it Charlie? Yeah, Charlie. Yeah. yeah. And Charlie back yeah, behind Sam Watterson. her. Yeah. 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 She would fail because yes. she wouldn't be able to pull it off. Sloan even becomes part of that. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. But, but the whole idea is that she's brilliant. She knows what to do. She can't execute it well, and that's why that's what Will is there for. She's absolutely the heart of that team. Mm-hmm. She's the moral compass, the ethical compass, mm-hmm. and a hell of a foil to Will. But she doesn't have the abilities to pull off what she wants to pull off by herself, which is great to be a flawed character that she has that weakness that needs to be fulfilled. Even more fantastic because when she does get the work, when she does, when she's in her element, she's freaking nuts and awesome. First episode when they get rid of the rundown. And they focus on the Deepwater Horizon incident as it broke. Mm-hmm. And she's in that zone and Will's in that zone. And you see what's that, what, what this is going to create. And it's like, fuck. And it's cool because this is not a show that makes up news. This right. is taking things directly from mm-hmm. specific time periods and really important things. We get the BP spill. We get uh, the Casey Anthony stuff. Uh, we, we get, get the uh, we get Gabby the uh, shooting. Gabby Gifford shooting the massive political turn when the majority of Senate and Congress was yes. was voted Republican under the leadership of a very strongly Democratic president of uh, of Barack Obama right and, and we that get the Real Housewives of Beverly, Hill, Beverly Hills yes right. we do we do get that as well we yeah we get all this very and the political death, stuff and the death of of Osama bin Laden yes so these are important things that within recent history we will. We still remember, and we will be talking about mm-hmm. down the road. Like these are cornerstones, and we get to see not only how Will approaches it, but how—and this is, I think, one of my favorite things—the behind the scenes of how it takes an entire team. We talked about how Mac is kind of like the mm-hmm. you said, like like the heart of this. Yeah, you you have all these other supporting characters that have to work together to make this all come together. And I I guess I never realized how much work. And this is from someone that that taught journalism for eight years to, uh, at the high school level. Obviously, very different, but you know, still teaching some of those core concepts yeah, right. of what makes news. How seeing seeing it actually come together? Yeah, like how that. all that comes together like, and in the a program. chaos in it. I mean, yeah. my God, that it's so much chaos. Getting getting their facts straight, getting their their sources in line, figuring out you know who 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 gave you this information. Mm-hmm. The first the first episode when Jim tells them, "No, I have an insight. I have an insider with BP about this." And they okay, need the who, name. And they need the name. And he's like, I can't tell you. And they finally pull him aside and like, okay, this is off record. And he goes, well, it's my sister-in-law. Yeah. One of my cri- criticisms of the show early on, they always do everything right. Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever the situation is, they make the right choices. Which doesn't last. Granted. Okay. But that was a criticism I had early on. Yeah. But now as we're sitting here talking about it, I'm realizing that's not a criticism. 
this is basically Aaron Sorkin saying, this is how you fucked this up. Mm-hmm. This is the way you should have done it. Right. The, the Gabby Gifford shooting. Perfect example of that. Mm-hmm. Because yep. while all the other, in, in this in this world, while all the other major news outlets were, were reporting that she was dead, and this was a thing that happened, yeah. they used... They used archived footage mm-hmm. of which is networks. one of the cool strengths of the show right. yeah and they're like and and they're getting heat from the vice president of the company saying no you you do this now you're losing people you tell them you tell them this right now and they're like we haven't gotten a confirmation we're only getting we're only getting stuff from npr and other news sources we're not getting direct yeah confirmation a- until, from someone there yeah until they finally get news from the anesthesiologist that she's going into ther- or going into surgery right as you said. If they waited until she went to therapy, they waited too long. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But, but, <laughs> right, right. But, as you said, um, it was Sorkin showing us that this is what you were supposed to be doing. Yeah, this is how it was supposed to be done. Right. Yeah. And really created that, that great context of when you do it right, this is right. how it's supposed to be done right. As a pure show, as a viewer, it does kind of stretch your suspension of disbelief a bit that they always come through and they always make the right call and they always do it right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I said, now that I'm, I'm realizing that was the point mm-hmm. that I want to show you how it was supposed yeah. to have been done. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, they, they say hindsight's 2020. 20. Well, here's the, this is him in hindsight. Yeah. And it's, it's brilliant. You know, honestly, if I was a, um, a journalism professor, I'd probably put on that, put on that first season for students to say, okay, avoid the, you know, don't look at, at the other stuff. Look at, the journalism's uh, yeah. Just look at the dedication. Look at the work ethic. And, look at the look at the yeah, process. Right. And, look and, at the... and you know, and that was one of the things that I think they did really well when you pull pull aside the relationships and the love triangles and the and the awkward super hot genius that that's uh, Sloan, which was all all still great stuff. Right, it's great stuff. But when you come down to the to the the journalism stuff, man, that was a that was a detail that could have gotten so fucked, and they yeah. they they. they Nailed it I mean, down. again, we don't know that because we're not insiders to that world. Fair enough. Yeah. But that's certainly how it looked. But yeah, as, as outsiders, I hope that that is what they did. That they actually. Well, I, would, I hope that's how it operates. Certainly. Right. Yeah. Do we want to talk about some of the other side stuff though, too? Let's. Yeah. Do you want Do you want to do that through characters, or do you want yeah. to do that through like the situations? I think I think char- uh, kind of kind of introduction of the well, characters. We talked about all the situations mm-hmm. and how that worked out with the news. Yeah. Side of the story. Mm-hmm. So I think characters is, pro- is probably a good place to go. Okay. Right? Well, I guess the most logical place to go would be... Our lead? Would be, well, I mean, Maggie. we kind of... We, yeah, obviously, Maggie's the next logical. Oh, we talked Maggie. about the relationship between Mac and and, uh, and Will, so... Right. I think the love triangle is kind of the place to go. Oh, oh, oh. But before, before we go, um, Will McAvoy is played by Jeff Daniels, and uh, Mac is played by Emily Mortimer. We we didn't touch on that. That is that is true. That's yeah. really important. Yeah. Uh, so is, we have... is Emily Mortimer somebody famous? I mean, clearly besides besides this, I I think I've got IMDb up, up right I now. I think Hang I on. looked up her stuff earlier and was kind of surprised on some of her stuff. Shutter Island. Nope. Uh, Notting Hill. Scream Three. Nope. Hugo. Nope. She did a voice in Howl's Moving Castle. Young Sophie, the voice of Young Sophie. That was a very long time ago. Yeah. So yeah, let's start with. She's let's, done a lot of voiceover work, it, actually. It's arguable that Maggie might even be a secondary main character. Yeah, I, let's talk about Maggie and what we think of her because I mean, she's definitely the audience perspective character. Yeah, very much so. I well, the way she's introduced is hilarious. She's arguing with Don about her her current position in the company. 
because Don Don is moving Don her boyfriend is moving on to being the executive producer of the ten o'clock slot and wants her to move on because she somehow inadvertently became Will's <laughs> assistant when she just started as an intern. And the Which whole... is great, and I think that shows something about Will's personality right. and who he is. The fact right. that like he can't remember her name, the people he works with, because he honestly is just floating along and really doesn't care. Right, right, right. And, he gives and her so she decides to stay on as Will's assistant, and then Mac shows up. And in the course of discussing with Mac, she goes, "Okay, now you're an assistant producer." Right. Yeah, it's pretty just, awesome. Just right then and there, and she's like, "Uh." What? <laughs> okay, I started as an intern, and now you're gonna okay. And it's, she's a fun character for one. She's thrust into the into this, what I would think a crazy position to be in because once the big story hits with with Deepwater Horizon, all of a sudden she's got to go verify sources, get all this information, and she's got to talk to this one guy, and she's like trying to get everything figured out. I would have liked to see more of Maggie's conflict. I think. I think as a perspective character, as sort of the, is that even a, a literary term where you have a secondary main character or secondary protagonist? Yeah, I mean, it's... I think they're called the ancillary characters. No, I mean, not, they're... Not an ancillary no, character. No, but like, there there are, it's like, it's like your Sancho Panza to your Don Quixote. That is a very topical reference. For yeah. Well, I guess it is really, honestly, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm that's saying. True. It's on the yeah. nose no, because of the It's really on the nose because that's what kind of what's going on here. That's what that, Max says that they're true. doing. That's that, true. That he's, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, that he's Don Quixote and everyone's saying that he's tilting at the windmills. Right. But she gets kind of put into that pair of pants character mm-hmm. that's kind of us. Right. Yes. She's and the every so person. we don't get to see enough of her and her own motivation and... You get a little bit of it with her relationship with Don and this burgeoning pseudo-romance with Jim. And Jim is really your... I think it's split between Jim and Maggie as your kind of, like you said, like the like the perspective character that we're kind of going She's in. She's a relating character, certainly. They're assuming... <laughs> Yes. She's the she's the relatable character in the sense that she is kind of out of her element. Right. She's whereas Jim is relatable as he's perfectly in his element, but he's not good with people. Maggie's the one everybody's explaining things to because she doesn't know the world she's in. Yeah. She's Butters from Dresden. Yeah. Um, she really is. Jim is, I mean, t- your typical sort of twenty-something white male who is kind of that core demographic of TV in general. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. But he has the knowledge base that that he, he can back him up a little bit. He does, but that group, that demographic's also going to think they know stuff, and so he's going to be there, sort of. But I think it's more of that that he his thing is that he's not very good. He's he's the person that that works. He's he is the work. She's the social. Yeah. Again, I think that's that still makes him appeal to that demographic. Okay. And then there's Don. Don is a, a douche. He's a douche. Yeah. He really is. He's Don can die in a fire. He's, Except for those times where he actually does pull out the He has a few redeeming moments because let's just go ahead and say this right now. All these characters are very complex but, characters. But even the moments that he pulls it out and he's a decent person, those are surprising moments. Mm-hmm. Those are the oh wow, he gets it finally. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. he's a douchebag. He really is. I'm um, cause at, when we're first introduced to him, he's motivated purely by one, getting away from from Will because Will's Will is a pain in the ass, and two, just furthering his own career. He's, he's not, ambition, right. yes. His ambition 
is more important than his personal relationships, right. which shows in what I consider almost kind of an emotionally abusive relationship it, that it's, he has. It's, with, it's borderline. Yeah, with with Maggie, it, it's a broken relationship. Yeah, it it's, really is that that relationship with Maggie is not a good. It's it's unhealthy. Yeah, right. That's yeah. Okay. That's a that's a fair way to put it. And I don't it, know that he's really. He wants to. He he's yeah. He's he, approaching emotionally. Abusive. He's that he's that person that's in love with the idea of being in love, but doesn't understand what it means to be in love to actually have a functioning decent relationship and actually work his ass off to being in a relationship. Pretty much me in my early twenties. Well, he okay. Uh, he <laughs> sorry. Fucking welcome to Josh's therapy hour. <laughs> hey, well, it means I'm charging you for this. Uh. So, you you can pay me by going to patreon.com slash tuning Japanese. Why uh, am I paying into our own work? <laughs> because this <For> therapy. <laughs> because it's therapy. He can get away with the way that he treats Maggie because Maggie is kind of a doormat character. She is. She's a milk She toast. needs someone in her life and she can't admit that this thing with Jim could be something good. But at the same time, like you argued earlier today, mm-hmm. Bill, when you and I were talking about the show a little bit, Jim can't is a milk toast yes backboneless wimp of a character they're both yeah. he's almost literally pushed into pursuing maggie by mac yeah mac See, definitely Mac pretty much goes when was the last time you got laid uh go hit on this woman mac yeah. sets it up and she starts it all out yeah the thing about jim is he's so wrapped up in i met maggie first and i'm into her that when he has a good thing in lisa he screws it up like by obsessing over Maggie. Yeah, he's obsessed over Maggie, who's already got her own shit going on. Right. You know, you guys know what you feel. Mm-hmm. You've talked about it. It's not working. You could fucking moon for her for another two and a half seasons. Or, hey, there's this attractive brunette with a knockout figure who you like. Mm-hmm. You actually get along and you have fun with. You know what? There are people that are forced into arranged marriages and, you know, yeah. human history is full of marriages that weren't ideal. You got a 95% match there going on. Right. Because she's not Maggie, you you fuck it up. Just fucking suck it up. But, deal with it. But, if you have a real problem with her, you have a real problem with her. But your problem with her shouldn't be, she's not Maggie. Yeah. You know the problem with, with Jim is? He's Ducky from uh, Pretty in Pink. I thought you meant Lamb for Time. No. <laughs> oh, that would be great. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. You mean in. that he's going to get murdered by his father? Yep. Uh, speaking of lovable characters, <laughs> let's talk about three of my favorite characters. Let's talk about Neil, Sloan, and Charlie, shall we? Oh, yes. let's go with Neil first because I love Neil. Neil is one of those characters that at the beginning of the show, like he's there kind of for comic relief and doesn't have a lot of depth to him. But as the season and especially the later series, like like kind of seasons go on, He's one of those characters that really develops, especially gr- season two. Yeah, he, well, even in season one, he grows with the whole uh, the correspondent they have in yes. Egypt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and his worry about that guy and and mm-hmm. the communications. And I, I really feel like he grows even halfway through season. He's a character that's introduced almost it, like his job title is a great introduction of how his character was originally perceived. He was Will's blog writer, and even Will goes. I have a blog. <laughs> right. Yeah, I love right. that line. He, he he was so he was there at first. Didn't seem to serve a vital function like the blog. Right. He was kind of innocuous, and he was there because well, he was also kind of a ethnicity, maybe considered as an ethnicity. Everybody's, hire. everybody's being racist and assuming he's IT department. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean. Even in the development of the first season, I mean, yeah, he's kind of the comic relief with his whole obsession with the Bigfoot thing. The Bigfoot thing becomes 
Yeah, that becomes very funny too. Yes. yes, but he's all. But yes, as you said, with um, he was he was somebody that legitimately cared about it and did legitimately care about the work. He was a guy that would chime in with like the most pertinent fact at the last second, and everyone goes, "What? What the fuck?" Yeah, yeah. No, I. I mean, he was a he's a great character. He's a great character. He doesn't like I said. He didn't have a ton of depth. You don't see a lot of like. The gets, complexity yeah. he probably does later, but season, season one, two, you don't season see two the especially, there's okay. a lot more with him. He really takes over as a really important role yeah. well, within season two, and even in season one, like I said, he, he may not be as important. He starts to get some depth. You start to feel for him and like him, but he doesn't have the complexity because you're never feeling like he's wrong. He's always this nice guy who's there to support them in the, the last minute. Right. Yeah, and he's got a super hot girlfriend. Well, yeah, from but, Parks and Rec. Yeah. Kind of an odd theme. There were a there lot of Parks and Rec. There was a lot of Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I know that as well. <laughs> yeah. Which uh, I love Parks and Rec. You know. So let's talk about my favorite character, and then we can talk about Bill's favorite character. Okay. No, on that, maybe one of his favorite characters. Probably not. Obviously, I think Will's probably your favorite character. I would say Will is my favorite character. Will um, is the one I relate to. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, Will, I, I relate to Max. She's Will is who favorite. I would be if I allowed myself to care about politics more. Mm-hmm. Or if I had a platform and power to do something about the things that piss me off in the world. Yeah. Uh, Will, I guess, is maybe kind of an aspirational character for me. Yeah. Even. Mm-hmm. What could be. Yeah. Well, my favorite character is Sloan Sabbath. I absolutely, well, I, I, I've always liked uh, Olivia Munn. Oh, yeah, same uh, here. I think Ever she's, since Attack of the Show. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I loved her <laughs> on Attack of the Show. Her character here is really, really intriguing to me. And and really, honestly, for me, this is like the first time I actually saw... The only other acting thing that I've ever seen um, Mun in was uh, X-Men, X-Men Apoc- Apocalypse. I was really impressed and with her, her dramatic acting abilities in here. Because she played really, really well. In, and, in and her character in season one, it, the, the drama isn't necessarily even the focus for her character. It's the dry kind of awkward humor yeah that yeah, really that stands true. out with her and that's why i really love it because she's so engrossed in this world of finance and her job and she's so good at it but yet she can't read people well and yeah. i just love that about it, her and she's it, like but it's, it's it's that it's breaking that stereotype that like cause she's the hot she is woman of the show. Hot. okay but here's my work my thought about it mm-hmm. okay if she's that hot she's been probably liked fond over people treat her well she's obviously taking care of her appearance yeah her hair her mm-hmm. dress her everything it rings a little inauthentic that she's so socially awkward and maybe that's maybe i mean i, I would have liked maybe some some explanation and maybe there is later i don't know right. you know maybe she had some this thing or that thing or she even if it was something as simple as one of the makeup artists at the place was I, took her under her wing and is kind of keeping her from well i think it's more along the lines of she's so engrossed in the numbers and so engrossed in her job that she has a high intelligence a low wisdom right i think then, is kind of and more then why is she doing the manicures okay. and the perfect she, she's a television personality she has to do that that's something that's just kind of ingrained in those people she has to she has Where to maintain a very specific appearance because she's a business analyst for a news network. I mean, she's not popping her it's lips part, and like you right. know, like like pushing her cleavage and even, out. And on you know, yes, she's and, not. And she's even not. Then, you're right. And even then, with her look, it's very, it's still very subtle. Fair enough. And business like and very business like. Fair she's, enough. She's not. 
She's not overdoing it. She's not, she's not wearing a lot of eye makeup. I, I she's guess not popping. She, I yeah. guess where I'm going with it is the only time you really see her be awkward is when she's stating, I am awkward. <laughs> Fair. You know, there's not a lot of show. It's just tell. Well, yeah, okay. Uh, okay. I, 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 I guess is that. where I'm going with that. I get yeah. that. I like, like, if you that. never had her have those scenes where she says, I am awkward, I don't read people, I would not have thought, that's a character who cannot read people. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I... And maybe because there wasn't a whole lot of time to devote to that, so they kind of had to spoon feed it. Oh, fair enough. Um, because a lot of her instances were she's getting on them about the about the uh, um, the debt ceiling. The debt ceiling. That's her big thing. Is the debt ceiling and the uh, uh, nuclear crisis over in Japan? Those were her two kind of big things, which really didn't go beyond the personal relationships. It's her trying to get to people saying. Listen to me! Please listen to me. This is important. Right. Don't yes. be stupid. Yes. Right. And then there's Charlie. I love Charlie. Absolutely Charlie. Charlie, yeah. Charlie is yeah. like kind of what I'd imagine. Like, he's just constantly drunk. Yelling <laughs> just at people. Like yelling at people. He doesn't care. Like he has no filter. Like if Will McAvoy is your ideal, Charlie is like your actual. Okay. Like, that, I can live with that. <laughs> Charlie is fun. That first, that first episode, when, once again, I love going back to the first episode because I thought it was just a really good reference point to the whole series. Secretly, Josh only watched watched the first episode. I'm joking, joking, joking. Fuck off. Um, when they're arguing with Don, and Don starts, you know, throwing his weight around, and Charlie just comes in there, I fought in Korea, Don, and I'm not afraid to kick your ass! Yeah, yeah. It's uh, like, Played by Sam Waterston, and just just amazing. Yeah, Absolutely he's one of your amazing. favorite actors too. I you enjoy like him a lot. I, I, I've only seen him in a few things, but I, I have yeah. seen him in something I like him. Love love, love the Mise and Law and Order. So <laughs> uh, love lo, love what he's done, and he does a great job in this particular role. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, that dynamic between Will and Mac and Charlie as kind of those three characters, and especially when they go up against the corporate sort oh. of antagonist of this uh yeah. with leona and her and her son leona's fun because she she's she, quiet the first time you see her for like the, the entire episode until the very end there's some menace there there certainly. is definitely oh. some menace and then she tells that play joke. golf or you're gonna fu- are you gonna fuck around yeah, and play golf exactly the the jesus joke with the with the golfing and it's it's pretty pretty fantastic yeah it mm-hmm. kind of gives you an idea of what because yeah her whole thing is she's no nonsense and at the start she only cares about Keeping the people, the political people that she financially backs, happy. Well, she makes, she's a businesswoman, Mm -hmm. and she owns a network, and the only way she's going to continue to own a network is if the machine keeps rolling. Well, I think the two big memorable lines she has, Mm -hmm. as memorable and kind of funny as they were, well, maybe a little funny, but that, the joke, and then later on when she says, if you shoot don't miss right right she's totally in this 100 percent. yeah she was on she was definitely on the fence because it's obvious that probably she wanted to do this you know what what will and them were doing but she was so afraid of pissing off yeah the political end and pissing off people that probably have either that she's fed money to or they fed money to her her, right she's gotten yeah she's gotten caught up in the system uh, the 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 whatever she's old school yeah the coke brothers the coke brothers her no. son's a, a miserable little weasel. Oh, absolutely. Oh, God, yes. Uh, and let, let, he's, he, is him. A, he is a he personification get, of what corporate. is wrong with the corporate he's, side of that kind of stuff. He's pretty two, two-dimensional. He is very two-dimensional. There is more to her. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely there is. 
sometimes though you have to create a kind of a two two dimensional character when you need to say something. Yeah, that's, make, and, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's not Reese, even really a criticism. I'm just saying. Yeah, Reese is definitely there to be. Yeah. He's Reese. Reese was Sorkin saying, "This is the enemy." Yes, yeah. he's not. He's not just an antagonist. He's the villain. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. of it. Like yeah. this is a show that maybe doesn't have a lot of villains, but he is definitely a villain. Yeah. Yeah. Him at the tea party. Yes. The, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh man, God. The blasting they, on the Tea Party. That's great. We really avoided the, the political side of things. We have. For, for a good portion of this discussion. Yeah. Good, good job, guys. Good yeah. Job. So I'm, I'm going to break that. Um, We're so, done. Yeah, Tea Party. So the, the focus on the Tea Party was really an interesting way for Aaron Sorkin to comment against this political change and point out the flaws you know, the number of times that they bash Michelle Bachman just brings glee to my face oh, every God. time. Uh, she, a, it, please tell me that she was eventually voted it out. Um, I her, do at, not know, but, but I do not know for sure, but I know that she has not been an important political voice in a while. Oh, God, yeah. no one likes Bachman. Well, it's, I, I, there's a line, and I can't remember if it was Leona or if it was Charlie, um, but they said, <laughs> Michelle Bachman is a haircut. And I, I, thought, I thought that was one of my favorite right. lines of mm-hmm. the entire first season. Right. It, uh, oh, but yeah, the the focus on the rise of prominence of of the uh, Tea Party was is and, only and, and the commentary about it. it. And and it's scary to look at today because you can still see the effects of that particular era in modern politics and right. where we are as a country right now. Yeah. Yeah. And and let's 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 clear out one thing. One of the things I like about the character of Will is that he, later in the series, you find out, he's he, and he says it, he's a Republican. He's a card-carrying Republican. Right. And he personifies, the, the, the way that Will is, is viewed is he kind of shows the, what the Republican Party should be like. Or you know, what it was, what it, right, was, what it was, you know, before, before even Ronald Reagan showed up and kind of, kind of wrecked Well, in one of his speeches where he sits down and says... I am a Republican, and these are the things the Republican Party believes in, that I believe in, that's that's mm-hmm. the correct view. Mm-hmm. This is our platform. There's really nothing on there that I disagreed with that strongly. Right. You know, you, I, I could be an old a member of that of that version of the Republican Party. Right. right. And not, not the ultra-conservative Republican Party. Not, not today's, is. you know, Tea Party-infested version, but I yes. could definitely have been that version. And he holds up that lens to say, like, here is here is this, this giant kind of problem, but he doesn't pull his punches. And I think this is why it's brilliant that they made Will an old-school Republican. Mm-hmm. Because if he was just a liberal character, you know, he was like that a hardcore been, that Democrat. Been, that would have been too easy. It yeah. would have been too easy, and it would have been, I think, less some people impactful. W- less impactful. And Thank some you. people Sorry. would have attacked the show... For saying like, oh, they, you're just pushing a liberal agenda. A, a show with a liberal main character yep. fighting uh, against conservatives party. would have definitely been polarizing, and it would not have been as clinically acclaimed because of that. Yep, and you know, and 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 I love the you know the character of, of Will doesn't care about what the Republican Party cares about. He doesn't go on about how gay marriage is a, is is an evil sin, and he's not that new reality TV version of no. The the controversial Republican screaming about yep God. holding up a Bible in one hand and a gun in the other right you know he he paints the picture of a sensible reasonable logical person who who has a certain view on how things should go to help make the country better right which I think anyone with a political leaning should have that instead of what's 
been on both sides. I'm sorry, on both sides out no, of the Ozarks. Absolutely, that's you know. why I don't get involved and why I don't mm-hmm. because those aren't real politicians. It seems like you know the, the, they're they're cartoon characters in, or caricatures. In my mind, there shouldn't be real politicians. It shouldn't be a career, right? Right. You're there to serve the people and not yes. your own interests. Yes. But but that's that's oh boy, that's a that's like hundred a hundred years of of bullshit manufacturing that in a very long discussion that I don't not have time for. Yeah, I kind of running out of steam to go get into that <laughs> can of worms. Oh God, uh, Let, let's avoid. Yeah, I, I think we've we've talked quite a bit about the show. Um, maybe we can wrap it up here mm-hmm. with either favorite moments or. Uh, you know, just just things that really stood out about this series that that kind of got you. Mm-hmm. So, what do you guys think? One of the scenes I liked the best, and it stuck with me for multiple reasons. There was a humor aspect to it, a character aspect to it, and even a, a self-reflective aspect to it. Mm-hmm. It was later in season one, and Will is in his apartment with a Democrat. Uh, she's a senator. Or running, she... I can't remember what she even. He 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 goes on a date with us. He's on a date woman. with her, but she was somebody kind of high ranking. Yeah, somehow. she she had some sort of importance. Uh, yeah. There was a, a date set up by Sloan, if I yeah, remember correctly. Oh, yeah. uh, he opens her purse and he freaks out because she's got a, a gun. gun. In her yeah, purse. yeah, because she because basically she's like, "You want to get high?" And he's like, "Well, I I can't get that stuff anymore. Being a high, you know, well, at my profile, level. my level, whatever." Yeah, she's like, "Yeah, it was a joint in my purse." Yeah, so he goes for it, finds the gun. Yeah, finds the gun. Which is interesting that you have the Republican character, yes, kind of freaking out seeing the gun, yes, and the very liberal much character. So. Like, I'm I love. New York. I'm in New York. I'm going to have a gun. No, no. What she says is, "I'm a Southern liberal." Yes, it's Northern liberals who are afraid of guns and God. Yes, <laughs> and I love that too. That is also a position I could see myself falling into. Yeah, and this yes. example. Of- and no, no, that was great because yeah, she she take you know she, he go, takes the gun out. Takes the ammunition from it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she says, yeah, I'm in New York. Of course I'm going to be armed. He says, if you're a big guy, you come on me, you want to rape me, I can't do anything about it unless I have this, and I can do this. And she points it at his face. And he says, statistically, this is what will happen. And he pops Pop- it out of her hand, uh. catches it, holds it gangster sideways <laughs> at her. And she goes, is it wrong that I'm turned on by this? And, <laughs> yes! <laughs> It, it, it is a great. It's scene. a great scene for me. Uh, you know, there obviously that first scene in episode one is pivotal, one of the best scenes of all of TV. So I can't really cop out and say that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a scene that stands out to me that when we were watching like little clips that I died. It's at the end of I think it's episode two, perhaps. Uh, it's with the uh, it's, uh, Congresswoman Giffords episode and. They basically spit back in the face of the of the vice president, the, uh, Leona's son, yes, and saying like we're going to do the news our way, and they mm-hmm. get the confirmation that she's alive. And Will says, "Charlie, Mac, get the fuck in here!" And they have <laughs> yeah. this beautiful, Moment. super well scripted, energetic, celebratory scene where the word "fuck." is used in different ways about, about half a dozen times in the most glorious well-written way I've ever seen the F-word used in a long rant of succession of stuff. You should put that as the opening bumper. That would be a great opening bumper. <laughs> so it was So it was great. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. It, I, I mean, your blood is pumping. So the first time 
that you really see them get one up on the network and basically as a team as a team and say this is the way it's going to happen you're going to fucking listen to us and this is the way it's going to go so like they're all just like pumped up on adrenaline like news adrenaline and and and, and, yeah will is it is an amazing scene it's a great scene god the the moment that sticks out for me is the in the very last episode of the first season actually his rundown uh, where he's talking about the Tea Party, the voter fraud yes. um, thing, and he just tears everything. He breaks it all down and tears it all apart. Um, I love that scene. And one of the reasons why I love that scene is that it, it it's motivated by Will's, because uh, Will attempts suicide at one point. Yeah. And he he has a nurse that is just like evil to him. <laughs> and and finally he asks her why and she goes, Yeah, I, I, I watch your new show. I watch it all the time. Why aren't you talking about my grandma? Obviously he heard her and it's just one of those great yep. culminating mm-hmm. moments. Yeah. That leads up to that final great moment at the end where they have the showdown with, with Leona and Reese and they, they call Reese Reese out on it on his yep. bullshit. I'm not gonna spoil that because that's really good stuff. But that rundown and how they broke it all down and how they, they go from the first segment where he's talking about about uh, the woman and then they go to how they went through the newsroom and talking about how they're going to do it, mm-hmm. their sources, and then they go to the next part of the segment. And it was very it, well shot. It was very well shot and I really enjoyed that whole that whole moment. Any any of the moments that really stick out to me is when they actually do a rundown uh, on, the, on the show. I love those rundown moments. Yeah. Because those were really, really good. If you keep saying rundown enough, Adam's going to appear in a mirror. <laughs> Not anymore. It'd be Jason now. I'm, uh, I'm using the term that... It. Yeah, I know. But I'm using the term <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, so... But that's that's yes. what really stuck out to me. And actually, that literally was the first time I ever saw anything from the newsroom. It wasn't that opening scene. It was that rundown un- unclipped and actually just shown as, as it would, would have shown on the news, mm-hmm. which was really cool to watch as well. I agree. So I think that looking... At the end of the summer recap or the summer viewing kind of programming here, mm-hmm. I think we've had a kind of successful run of shows to talk about here. You know, yeah, we've between, covered a lot of ground. We have, mm-hmm. I mean, between Dragon Ball Z abridged, you know, being one of Josh's favorite things uh, that we fan, found a some, fan-made comedy parody, yeah, on YouTube, absolutely, and that we found some enjoyment yeah. in. Absolutely, mm-hmm. we found things we really liked yeah. about it. You can see why I really enjoy it. To going from to a fan-made thing to a really you could tell a labor of love and artistic driven. animated thing with Over the Garden Wall for Cartoon Network yep. to uh, deep political satire on HBO, of all things, with the newsroom. I you know, I think overall, we've I think each of us have found something to really enjoy about some of these programs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I, and I think the fact that we've all derived enjoyment from each other's things. This is, this is definitely stuff that, in a vacuum, Yeah, honestly... I may have looked at at, at the newsroom mm-hmm. once or twice if you mentioned it. I may have looked at over the garden wall if you mentioned it, but given in this context, that would say, well, this is going to be the thing. I really enjoy it. Actually, I kind of hope we do it again next year. Yeah, I'd say yeah, next summer. I, 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 yeah, I think next time summer rolls around, we'll do another one of these. Absolutely. Also, does, how much does it say about our personalities, our our choices? I these are, these I, are things that, that yeah, I no. think it's I, mean, I think it's there. I think it's right there on the surface. Honestly, I don't right. think it's real hard to. Yeah, I think so. I think okay. and I think even fans who listen to the show and may not know us personally, on a personal level, can probably pick apart like, yep, right. that that makes perfect sense. Yeah, some of those you may not have 20, uh, fifteen to twenty years uh, personal experience like the rest of us, but do. it probably feels that way. <laughs> Sometimes it does. 
Especially if you listen to me talk. I don't, I don't know. What's the, uh, what's the... Runtime? Uh, about, about an hour and a half. About yeah. an hour and a half. Yeah. So I think there was a lot of... I would have guessed 22 years, but... <laughs> <laughs> so, I think, so I think that about does it for this episode of Tuning Japanese. Bill, take us out, my friend. This has been TJN, Tuning Japanese News. I'm James Earl Jones. Wait, no, I'm not. I'm Bill. And I'm Masa! Uh, God, I only wish... God, can we just do Excel one more time? Uh, my name's Andy. I'm Affable! I'm Josh. Uh, and we will see you next time. Bye bye Simba. <laughs> <laughs>
Let's talk about fine. Sharon, the NEA is a loser. Yeah, it accounts for a penny out of our paycheck, but he gets to hit you with it any time he wants. It doesn't cost money. It costs votes. It costs airtime and column inches. You know why people don't like liberals? Because they lose. If liberals are so fucking smart, how come they lose so goddamn always? Hey. And with a straight face, you're going to tell students that America is so star-spangled awesome that we're the only ones in the world who have freedom? Canada has freedom. Japan has freedom. The UK, France, Italy, Germany, Spain, Australia, Belgium has freedom. So 207 sovereign states in the world, like 180 of them have freedom. All right. And yeah, you, uh, sorority girl, just in case you accidentally wander into a voting booth one day, there's some things you should know. And one of them is there is absolutely no evidence to support the statement that we're the greatest country in the world. We're seventh in literacy, 27th in math, 22nd in science, 49th in life expectancy, 178th in infant mortality, third in median household income, number four in labor force, and number four in exports. We lead the world in only three categories. Number of incarcerated citizens per capita, number of adults who believe angels are real, and defense spending, where we spend more than the next 26 countries combined, 25 of whom are allies. Now, none of this is the fault of a 20-year-old college student, but you nonetheless are, without a doubt, a member of the worst period, generation period ever, period. So when you ask what makes us the greatest country in the world, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yosemite? Sure used to be. We stood up for what was right. We fought for moral reasons. We passed laws, struck down laws for moral reasons. We waged wars on poverty, not poor people. We sacrificed. We cared about our neighbors. We put our money where our mouths were, and we never beat our chest. We built great big things, made ungodly technological advances, explored the universe, cured diseases, and we cultivated the world's greatest artists and the world's greatest economy. We reached for the stars, acted like men. We aspired to intelligence. We didn't belittle it. It didn't make us feel inferior. We didn't identify ourselves by who we voted for in the last election, and we didn't, we didn't scare so easy. We were able to be all these things and do all these things because we were informed by great men, men who were revered. First step in solving any problem is recognizing there is one. America is not the greatest country in the world anymore. Enough?